I'm the person who has seen this show before I'm a person who's never watched an anime Hero Babble, we are Hero Babble, Hero Babble, we are Hero Babble. Hey, 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 hello and welcome back to the Hero Babble podcast. Uh, you may have noticed we took a little a uh, little bit of a week hiatus, but in actuality, because we did a double episode, you technically didn't miss anything last week. But Fernie, <laughs> tell them how we're going to make it right for him. We're going to do another double episode we're today. We're going to do another double episode. And... Should the should the schedules be willing, hear another out, episode hear next out, guys, week. Hear him out. Now just hear me out. Hear me out. Another episode next week. What do you think? <laughs> the hots? Go ahead and leave us a comment down below. Uh, also wanted to shout out new YouTube subscriber uh, Daniel Embrus Mike Mink Mike Munich yeah Munich. Yeah. Uh, loved all of your comments on our past couple episodes. Really appreciate the support. Uh, and glad you stumbled across it after watching the Rebuild movies, which, spoiler alert, uh, well, not really. We're going to watch the Rebuild movies along with End of Evangelion. So, you know, pretty soon you might be able to bounce some of your thoughts off, yeah. of, uh, off of ours. We are, yeah, thank you once again, man. We are definitely going to be, uh, you know, hitting up your comments, trying to respond to everybody just like we would uh, for anyone. Yeah. But yeah. we just want to give you a special shout out, man. Yeah. Yeah, because in all honesty, it was one thing to see like a bunch of comment notifications, but for each one to be like, hey, really loved this bit, or you know, something like that. Much appreciated. So, yes. Keep on keeping on, brother. Well, Fernie, we've got a double episode spectacular once again. Yeah, and this, this I think, in the same way that 1314 were fitting, I think 1516 really lend themselves uh, to that back to back coverage, both in watching them but also just in in podcast form yeah uh so the episodes we're covering today and i'm gonna go with the japanese titles because the yeah. the title for episode 15 is very long-winded but i dig it yeah i had uh, to i had to massage a cramp from my hand when i was writing that one down yeah you and me both <laughs> <laughs> but not from writing it oh <laughs> uh so episode 15 is titled those women longed for the touch of others lips and thus invited their kisses. And then episode 16 Oof. is Splitting of the Breast. Interesting. Back-to-back titles, huh? Yep. Makes you think of anything? The uh, breast makes me think of some things. Nice. You know, it do be like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are they? What am I supposed to think? They're, they're pushing freaking Masato down my throat in these episodes. I will say, I, you know, in the same way that in episode 13, you kind of see... And not just 13, but as the show has progressed, Masato, um, especially in, in 15, 16, has a very strong arc, but also a huge shift in character. Yeah. Uh, especially in episode 15, when she kind of goes on this monologue. Uh, and then in episode 16, right. where it's kind of like, you know, real bad bitch hours, I'm pissed, you know. Yeah, you know, it was kind of... It was really... It was like a shift. It was like a, a shift in time here because um, Masato and Ritsuko, for that matter, really all the women in this show have been very strong characters. Yeah. And Masato has a moment in 15 that we'll talk about mm -hmm. where she sort of is vulnerable there for a second and she makes herself very, not well, sort of weak. Yeah. 
and it or was it was allows herself to be vulnerable. Right. She just it was really odd coming from her because yeah. she has been very carefree and strong the whole show. And also during moments of duress for other characters, she's very much kind of taken on this pillar role where yeah. she's unwavering even in the face of like, you know, you have a 0.01.2% chance <laughs> of this working. She goes, "Yeah, we're going to do it and it's going to work out." Right. Like she she's been fearless to the point that it's kind of odd. Mm -hmm. So for her to have kind of a a breakdown over, you know, an ex yeah, was kind of was kind of weird, but yeah, the fifteen is kind of an interesting episode. Instead of giving us like, okay, some slow build up and then like an angel fight, they give us kind of a few kind of side, almost like day off stories. Yeah, and then they kind of meld them together to give you a satisfying finish. Yeah, well, and and the episode does a a job of kind of putting you, the viewer, at the starting point of a few various kind of of these various side adventures. So. Right in the beginning, it cuts to Gendo and his right-hand man. I'm not even going to try <laughs> and you. guess the name. Uh, but basically, this guy is telling Gendo, you know, hey, they're asking about our timeline. They're really wondering kind of where we're at with everything, you know. Uh, yeah, they, they bring up... Uh, the, the Seats of Cell, or the, he, the Cell group, or yes, whatever. Yes, they bring up... This is such a crazy scene, because it. if you remember, the last episode was, was like half clips and then was half like really deliberate story like here's what we're going to be talking about over the next 15 episodes yeah and this intro brings up like hey uh they asked us about the uh you know this and this and this and this that you need to needed to remember yeah they're like yeah they asked us about adam and then gendo says something like adam is fine yeah we're and, on schedule and he's like and the dummy plug is working great <laughs> yeah and then he goes oh yeah well they're saying that we're late when it comes to the human instrumentality project and Gendo goes, I don't care, you know, like let them right. worry. Like everything's under control here. Uh, and then his right hand man goes, even Ray. And then Gendo kind of gets quiet Yeah. and he goes, it'll be fine. Or something like right. that where he's kind of like, ah, don't worry about it. Right. Like it was a little bit more personal to him that that one succeeded. It was, you know, he asked him one other thing too before that he was just like, and what about uh, what about that guy? Or like, what about him or whatever? And he was like, yeah, that's fine too. Yeah. And I'm like, are we supposed to know what that is? Or are they teasing something? Or like, what was up with that one kid that had the cat like six episodes ago on that tram with Kaji? Who knows? Dude. You know, that's what I was kind of thinking. Maybe this guy was. Yeah. But then I was started second guessing myself. Like, man, I should probably just know who that is. But yeah. Well, so. Pretty much it opens up with Gendo and his right-hand man basically kind of, like you're saying, going through the greatest hits of the secrets of the show that have now, they've been, like, the curtain's been pulled back a little bit. You yes. know, we as the viewer have gotten to see, you know, the the Spear of Longinus, you know, Ray like, walking it down in the weird blood water. Like, we've, <laughs> yeah. we've seen all these things. Kaji makes mention of, like, you know, there's something deeper going on at Nerve. Um, which speaking of, it's great that it opens with Gendo and his right hand man. Cause then it cuts to Kaji who is kind of sneaking around this empty warehouse. Yeah. And you can tell Kaji's up, up to, you know, he's up to his little snooping skills. Right. Well he, yeah, he was snooping around last episode, but then it got, you know, 
the power yeah, went out. The magi screwed him over. And he yeah, had, and he oh he had to get stuck in an <laughs> elevator with Masato. Just ugh. So now he's back to his schedule. Well, and the door starts to open, and he pulls a gun, and I'm just kind of that's to me that's really the first time that Kaji is just openly like I will. I'll kill someone <laughs> if it means like yeah. you know they're gonna rat me out. Well, it's almost like this is this is sort of the first time that we see him truly like undercover, yeah, doing something. Because before it's almost like before we'd seen him doing like his fake his fake job, mm-hmm. and now we were seeing him do like his real purpose. Yeah. Well, so pretty much the door opens. And it's another undercover agent. She's just this old lady who's feeding cats. <laughs> yeah. And their their back and forth essentially boils down to this warehouse is apparently listed as one of 107 other facilities that are touted as various things. You know, resource management, um, you know, the, like, debris cleanup. Um, and then what was really interesting is it was supposed – this particular one was supposed to be where – the uh, Ava Pilot Committee was apparently supposed to be meeting to pick right. the next candidates, uh, which, of course, isn't a thing at all. Uh, but it, by extension, I think that's a huge nugget of info. because that's, it, I was going to say, while that might not be a thing that we see right now, yeah. um, I think the point of that was to give us, hey, this is what that human instrumentality council or whatever yeah this is what they do yep and so because we'd heard that name thrown around a couple of times and so to hear it here again and then have kaji sort of explain it in a natural way uh it definitely filled in a much needed gap for me uh you know having seen this for the first time all these new corporations and abbreviations can be a little bit overwhelming to try to figure out what the hell they all are yeah well so this was a nice uh cleanup for me and it's nice too though just because you know this this i think kind of further expands the scope with which nerve operates you know they they may have you know the regular populace populace yeah populace yeah. fooled yeah uh but there are people now slowly unraveling this long and elaborate string of lies basically meant to keep things as under wraps as possible right um and so following that cut, you know, with Kaji and this other agent talking about the scope of things, it cuts to the three Ava pilots, Ritsuko, Misato, yep. and Asuka. Asuka or, well, I, I was just saying like the three Ava pilots and then the two of them are oh, in like, yeah. the three pilots are in the plugs and they're doing their, you know, synchronization training, the usual <laughs> stuff, uh, you know, just a classic scenario of... I know, it's funny because... As the viewer, I was sort of like, oh my gosh, they're doing this again. And then Asuka literally has a line where she's like, man, are we just going to keep doing this forever? Like, when are we going to go fight shit? Yeah, which, frankly, <laughs> I, at, at this point, the audience is probably wondering yeah. something similar. Because <laughs> it's like... She's speaking for the people. <laughs> yeah, when are we going to go blow shit up? But during that scene where they're, you know, going undergoing that uh, plug training... Um, Ritsuko, Masato, and some of the other crew are talking about a wedding coming up, and Ritsuko asks Masato, hey, like, what dress are you going to wear, you know? And then Masato goes, well, uh, I wore my blue one to the shower, uh, I wore my red one to this, 
And yeah. Ritsuka goes, what about the orange one? Too tight. And Misano goes, uh, shut up. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I'll wear my red one again. <laughs> and just, like, kind of changes the subject. But right. I made a note of it because it's just so crazy to think of something as ceremonious as a wedding happening yeah. in, like, these times or, you know, with angels looming and Avas and all that. But, again... Right. Keeps things grounded. I also just really like hearing some of the subtle details of the past between Ritsko and Masato. Yeah. Where she's like, oh, I remember you wearing that in college. You know, it probably doesn't fit anymore. And she's like, oh. Yeah. You're going to say that to me? Anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'll just wear the red one again. <laughs> yeah. I like those moments. Like like we kind of mentioned in the, I forget if it was the last episode where, where that was kind of the Magi, the Magi episode, but. You know, they sort of have hinted at this past really endearing friendship for a long time mm -hmm. that has sort of become so professional that I think it's hurt it a little bit. And so whenever they have these nice moments of, you know, grounded yeah. just buddies, it makes my heart warm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I, and I think, I, I know I'm probably a broken record at this point for talking about, you know, oh, it keeps things grounded. There's a level of reality here, like... <laughs> <laughs> in a show about in, in a show about this but i think it's it's really important like you're saying that things such as those conversations or yeah we're going to a wedding you know and like after the the wedding it's it's farther in the episode but they end up at a bar and they're just reminiscing on like college and all that right that's so that's such a real thing that just well, happens yeah the, the show it has never been afraid to show us the quiet moments or show us the in-between inner beat moments. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I used to, I mean, I still play a lot of music, but, you know, I used to do a lot of stuff where you talk about not just the notes on the page, but kind of the inner rest in between those notes is mm -hmm. also just as important. Yeah. And it's like this show finds a way to not only give us the main beats of the fights and the, you know, important dialogue, but it also gives us like, you know, breakfast at the house and you know little things that you wouldn't normally get that yeah. give us a lot of those character moments that make the show special totally well and so pretty much after that initial conversation happens with Masato Ritsuko about the wedding and you know Asuka's like when are we gonna kill something <laughs> yeah. uh it cuts to Shinji and Rei in an elevator uh yeah and in the opening of this episode I, I didn't touch on it but they're doing cleanup at the school pretty much uh you know they're they're wiping down the walls and the floors and all of this and ray rings out a towel over a bucket and shinji just hones in on that like yeah. he for whatever reason in the the framing of it is it just shows her holding the the towel being wrung out it doesn't show her fully well it, it starts off as that kind of shot then it frames just that, yeah, and that's it, where Shinji spaces out. It like changes the coloring too, and they've done that a couple times to show us like past events and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Well, and so pretty much that scene leads to this elevator one where Rain and Shinji are there, and Shinji goes, "Hey, um, when you wrung out that towel, it it was like a mother. You were <laughs> you were like a mother." And, and Ray's like, Ray starts blushing. And, yeah. or, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. The only, first thing, only slightly. The first thing Shinji says is, I'm, I'm meeting with my dad today. Yeah. What should I say to him? He's like, yeah. And Ray's like, what? 
why are you asking me that? And he goes, well, you just, you always look so happy with him. And so, and then he, and then to like segue cuts to the, when you wrung out that towel, you looked like a mom. You'd make a really good mom. And Ray starts blushing, but I made a specific note. When he says the, when you were wringing out the towel, you looked like a mom. There are two quick cuts and it shows these red images and it yeah. shows like Ray with kind of like a, not mutilated, but like a very different looking image of Ray's face. Yeah. And then a, a cut to red of the towel. Yeah. Except the towel extends past the frame. And so it's like a really quick, like red ominous Ray wringing something out. And then it cuts back to Ray and he's like, yeah, so you're a great mom. Mommy. Yeah, the, the dialogue's a little different in the Netflix version, but it's it's the same. I mean, he, he's pretty much just like, yeah, when you were ringing that towel earlier at school, it just reminded me of, like, a mother. Yeah. You know? And she's like, is that why you were staring at me, you know? Yeah, well, and then yeah. she starts blushing. Yes. Uh, and then the scene comes to an end, uh, and it cuts back to the apartment with Masato, Asuka, Shinji, and... Shinji's already home. Masato comes home and goes, Hey, everyone. Like, what's up? And Asuka's like, Oh, nothing. Like, you know, just hanging out, being bored. And prior to that, uh, she had been trying to call Kaji to see if he was... Oh, oh damn it. No. I'm, I'm jumping around. But at the school, when they're cleaning, she's on the phone and is like yeah, trying she, to call so Kaji. She call, Yeah, she calls Kaji and is like, She's screaming like bloody murder. She's like, help, like, perverts, yeah. oh no. And then hangs up and goes, yeah, that's going to get him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll call me back any second, ladies. But then she gets roped into a date because one of her classmates goes, wait, yeah. does that mean you're free Saturday? Yeah, the teacher's pet. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, when Masada comes home, Oscar goes, yeah, I have a date Saturday. <laughs> Jealous. And Masato's like, oh, that's nice. Is Shinji home? And she goes, yeah, but he's in his room. Probably because uh, he, like, doesn't want to see his dad tomorrow or some... <laughs> yeah. She's She some, is ruthless. She's like, probably because he's scared of his dad or some like, shit. Some really insensitive, uneducated thing to say. Well, and so she says, like, I don't get it. If, if he hates him so much, why does he not just, like, not go? And Masato says a really great line. She goes, well, he doesn't actually hate him. That's the problem. Yeah, sh same thing in, in my version. And truthfully, I think that's a really great line because it is foreshadowing, especially for Masato, later in this episode. Uh, and I think it is telling, too, of the shift we've seen her make over these past couple episodes because it's it's... You know, com contrast that line to, like, episode two, where it's like, I don't give a shit if you're sad, Shinji. Like, you have a job to do. You know, yeah. who, who fucking cares if your dad hates you? Get in the robot. And right. now she's like, yeah, it's a little bit more complicated than that, Asuka. So yeah. shut, well, your, she's, she's, shut your mouth. Yeah, dude. She's found a lot of common ground with him. And I think she, she really has found a place where she understands him yeah and will stick up for him in front of people now she especially she, after episode 13 yeah that was i think a real like or the turning point where that ground was covered yeah like he, he's more he is now more than just like the 
the test subject of the month for her. You know, she really has an emotional attachment to him. And, and if I could just say one thing yeah. to my theory fans out there, mm-hmm. all the, of them. the scene in the yeah, all of you, the scene in the elevator between Shinji and Ray, absolutely, just, you know, sheds light on my correctness of Ray being a clone of Shinji's mom. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The the fact that she would only blush is because she knows that he's right that she is his mother, just in a different version. Okay. So to my theory fans out there, <laughs> we we did it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 we haven't confirmed anything yet. We did it, boys. Also, I would like to just correct that one of the red flash frames. Uh, she is still wringing out the towel, but the positioning makes it looks like it's something else. But it's over the bucket. What so. did you think it was? I Maybe thought it was like a, a, like from a top down perspective. But I I forgot that it's more from a, like someone looking up at her as she's wringing it over the bucket. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah. So I I don't know. All you theory fans, let us know yep. down in the comment section below. Uh, yep. <laughs> kind of what you're thinking. Uh, <laughs> But pretty much, um, you know, from that initial interchange between Masato and Asuka, where Masato goes, you know, that's the problem, he doesn't, Masato then goes in to talk to Shinji, and is basically kind of just giving him a forced pep talk about, like, you can't, you can't go into this tomorrow, like, with your your head down, like, you've got to go in there with your chin up, and, you know, like have some confidence and then carry that confidence one step after the other, like, and just keep moving forward. And it really feels like she is not so much saying that for him, but is almost saying that from a framing of like for herself or almost from a position of, I wish someone had said this to me. Sure. Because there's that common ground there because she just talks at him. Yeah. It's not like a conversation. She just kind of says it and leaves. But I feel like the insinuation there is, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, Shinji, go in there with your head held high. <laughs> Be confident. It doesn't really help him in the short run. Mm-mm. It might help him long run, but short run, it really just made him, like, realize that he's really going to be out of his comfort zone Yeah. tomorrow at the meeting. You know, and then... Masato and Asuka end up just having some like bicker fest outside and he's like just desperately needs to think totally doesn't have the space to living with those two girls yeah well it's it's great too though uh the next morning one of my favorite just rotating shots it it cuts to Masato saying goodbye Asuka saying goodbye Shinji saying goodbye and then Pen Pen (laughs) saying goodbye and then the door closes and then they all go their separate ways yeah and also, just shout out to the show for not making us sit through a fake wedding, and instead, like, making it so, you know, it kind of just cuts through the boring stuff and gets right to Ritsuko, Misato, and Kaji just hanging out, chatting. Yeah. Well, I know. They showed us a couple quick clips, but I mean, we didn't really know who's getting married, right? Yeah. Well, and we also didn't need to, but I think that's just another layer of the greatness is that, you know... A wedding's happening in what is arguably just a really fucked up timeline. Yeah. Uh, and even if we don't know how it's happening, it still is significant that something like that is taking place. Um, I will say, though, very, very quick shot, but it basically cuts to 
after those little mini wedding shots and they're like cutting the cake and all that, Ritsuko and Misato are sitting down talking and yep. then, you know, it's like, oh, look what the cat dragged in and they yeah. both look and see Kaji. Kaji walks by one of the butlers and his hand shifts a little bit out of his pocket and then goes back and both of them look and see that and they're like, they don't facial expression show anything, but it's, it's shot in a way where you're like, yeah, they saw that. Yeah. That, that wasn't slick. Uh, right. But then he sits down and Masano adjusts his tie and he's like, oh, hey, hey. I know. She's like, God damn it. Not only do you show up late, but your tie looks like dog shit. And, and you didn't shave your damn stubble. Yeah, and you didn't shave your six hairs. <laughs> yeah, the same six. And he's like, ah, it's my thing. You know me, baby. <laughs> Haven't changed. <laughs> Since college. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> then it cuts to this row of I mean, grave markers is pretty yeah. much what it is. They're all, yeah, they're all just tombstones. And we finally, for like what, the second or third time, get to see Gendo and Shinji have a conversation, which is, this is rare screen time, folks. It is. This is like, you know, long awaited. <laughs> and and truthfully, when they allude to the fact that, you know, oh, tomorrow is, is Shinji's, it's the day. And... And it's like the day his mom died, and you're just kind of like, "Fuck! What? What are they even gonna talk about? What's the you know? Yeah. What is there to say? Um, yeah. This was interesting. I mean, it actually serves to teach you a lot of little details that you might not have known about Shinji's mom, about you know maybe her involvement with, you know, with Gendo during the second impact, and all that, all that kind of stuff. While at the same time giving you a little bit of what Shinji and Gendo's relationship is, because really, other than a, a couple like good jobs or one good job and like a, yeah, I was gonna say whoa, 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 one time. It's really since the phone conversation in the first episode, but we haven't really seen them talk. Yeah, well, and so I think that's kind of leading up to this moment, very significant. Even if the show doesn't. I mean, the show kind of is like, whoa, you know, Shinji's really nervous to talk to his dad. Like, yeah, what's Gendo going to say? You know, they're talking about Shinji's mom, who he has a strong affinity for. But at the gravestone, he's like, you know, it's funny. I, I know my mom. Like, I remember her. But I, I can't remember what she looks like, you know. Right. I just have these memories and sometimes i just wonder if i'd be better off forgetting and then gendo says this really profound line he's like you know burying memories is a man's way of moving forward but there are some things you mustn't ever forget sure and he's like and, and for me that's your mother um and shinji goes and there's no photos and he goes nope but they're in my heart yeah and i'm like oh okay gendo acting like a normal person for 2.3 seconds yeah, I, I actually think that he was a little bit more cryptic in the Netflix version. Um, oh, really? Not by much, but I think that, like, it does a few things here. I crunched some numbers. So, okay. So, the mom passes away in 2014. Yep. And so, this show, wait, no, 2004. Yes. The mom passed away in 2004. So, Shinji was four. Yeah, he was like three or four, right? Four. How old is Shinji? He's 14. He's 14. So yeah, he would have been like Ava pilots old. can only be fourteen, right? And it's twenty fifteen in this show, right? I thought it was twenty fourteen. I think it's twenty fifteen. Oh, either way, 
Well, then in that case, I don't know if my age number is. Well, e- either either way, he's very young when his mom when his mom passes mm-hmm. away. So I can totally see how maybe at this point in his life he wouldn't he wouldn't have a clear, vivid memory of his mother's face. Yeah. Um, you know that he wouldn't quite have all the details right of what happened. Um, but he does have maybe some flash things in his head that remind him of his mom. Totally. I like that all checked out with me. Yeah. And uh, the scene, while it was kind of cryptic and you know sort of awkward, it it served to be really informative. Yeah. As well, because we really hadn't gotten that information: what her name was, when she died, uh, when she died. Sort of gives you a little bit of maybe how she died too. So, um, yeah. Yeah, good scene. No, I agree. Well, and it's nice too. At the end, you know, Gendo goes, "All right, I gotta go," yeah. and and Shinji very sheepishly just kind of goes, "Hey, I, I I'm really glad we got to do this together today," uh-huh. and Akari goes, "Indeed, I'm glad we did," and then is gone, and I'm like, "Okay, shit, yeah. still a piece of shit guy, but hey, at least there's a little." Well, Shinji did do a good job in the last mission. He did. You know, so he I, he's, he's earned some good boy points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, then, so after that scene, it cuts back to Ritsuko, Misato, and Kaji hanging out at the bar. Misato's just getting absolutely shit-faced. Uh, Ritsuko is just kind of like, you have got to cool it. We're not, you know, in college anymore. I know. And she's just like, I'll be fine. And then Kaji is there. And he's just kind of, you know, saying like, ah, you know, things haven't changed, huh? Look at us. Uh, And Ritsuko kind of goes on this like little tangent. And she says a line because they're basically all like reminiscing and talking about themselves. And Ritsuko goes, "Uh, I don't like to talk about myself. There isn't much to say. And Masala goes, what? No, there is. And Kaji makes a comment. And that's when Masada goes, God, you just don't change. And he goes, ah, you know, what can I say? That's just kind of my, you know, that it is who right. I am. Right. And Ritsuko makes mention of like hypochondria, like the hypochondria or something along those lines. I'm sure I'm butchering it, but basically boils it down to the notion of the, like, there are two opposing forces, the four, like the force to change and the force to stay the same and Mm -hmm. those are always at conflict with one another um and then she goes well i should be going and misada's like what are you gonna what and she's like okay bye and then it cuts to kaji carrying masato home on his back right just drunk as hell just can't walk yeah, I mean, the, the scene, there's, the, you know, there's like a little bit where Masato goes to the restroom and oh yeah, you know, Kaji mentions that she, you know, she's wearing high heels. He sort of hints that, you know, there's still a lot of attraction there from him, even though maybe he wouldn't admit it out loud in those words. Yeah. And, you know, him and Ritsuko kind of have that somewhat deep conversation about, I, I think she's getting that like, you know, humans instinctively fear like two things. And one of them is... One of them is change, yeah. and then the other one is never, basically never moving forward, never moving on, and those will always conflict, like no matter what. Yeah, and that's just like human nature, and I think you know she's using that as like on the surface level as like a that Kaji is just the tool that he is, and he won't change that. 
Yeah. But uh, it's also kind of meta for the show that, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things happening in the world and, you know. Kaji giving off this persona that he'll never change when in reality, yeah. beneath the surface, you know, uh, he doesn't want to stay the same or he doesn't want things to stay the same. Sure. Which is why he's infiltrating nerve. Well, yeah. I mean, he clearly puts on this facade as, like, this cool dude. I'm aloof, you know. Yes. I'm just kind of like, ah. Right. I'm Kaji. Yeah. Well, and Ritsuko even calls him out on it. I totally spaced on it, but he hands her this bag of, like, it looks like money or something along those lines because one of them has, like, a heart on it or yeah. it, it just looks like coins. But she goes, so what were you doing in Kyoto today? Yeah, they were, they were, I don't know if they were like commemorative coins or if it's the same as like, uh, like we'd get like a quarter that might have like a state on the back or something. Oh yeah. Or like it was minted somewhere. But yeah, it's like, it's like this bag of coins from a certain place that she immediately knows. Yeah. It's like, huh, what were you doing there? And he goes, I wasn't. And she goes, you better be careful. I know. He's like, oh no, I got him here. She's like, yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Dumb fuck. Well, and as this deep conversation is going on, in parallel, back at Masato's apartment, things are getting a little, uh, steamy. Yeah, but, yeah, we get, we get back-to-back kisses between main characters here. Yeah. We get, let's talk about Asuka and Shinji first. Because it is weird. It is weird. It's like, it's the classic, like, two buddies who, like, maybe like each other under the surface. That just, but, but, you know, on the service level, they just fight all the time. Yeah. And they fight because, like, they don't know how to express their true feelings. And so Asuka just comes up with this dumb plan. That, She's like, you want to kiss me? Yeah, let, let's kiss. Like, have you ever kissed a girl? Do you want to practice? And Shinji's like, no. Uh, he's like, uh, what? Like, he's, he's nervous. Yeah, he's like, I, and she goes, come on, just kiss me. Right. She, she sort of is hinting at, like. This is purely for practice. This is not romantic whatsoever. Yeah. I would never ask you romantically. But just like so that we have practice so we're both good when we need to be. Yeah. Like, let's just kiss. Well, and so then <laughs> he goes in and there's like a moment where they stop and she goes, your breath is tickling me. Yeah, they're like really, really close. Yeah, in the Netflix version, she's like, uh, quit breathing through your nose. And he's like, what? Yeah, and, and then she just pinches it. <laughs> Yeah. And then kisses him, and then pretty much you just watch his skin go from, like, pink to purple to, like to green. green. <laughs> Pen walks out of the room and kind of, like, glances up and, and is like, like, oh, shit. All he's right. like, nice. Well, I'm, I'm going go to, to bed. Yeah, I'm going to bed, guys. <laughs> goes yeah. and lays down, shuts the door. <laughs> you kids don't stay up too late. <laughs> yeah. And then pretty much from there, uh, he... <laughs> Uh, Shinji then breaks away and he goes, <gasps> right. Oh my god. And Asuka goes, Ew! And then yeah. runs into the bathroom mouthwash. and starts using mouthwash. And she goes, Oh, that was the grossest thing ever. I'm never kissing a little boy again. <laughs> um, in the Netflix version, she actually she insinuates that Shinji started it. She, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's like, Why would you? In, in mine, yeah. she does too. She's like, Why would you kiss me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. And Asuka. Shinji's like, I, I don't. Okay. Yeah. I guess. Uh, it's tough to see. They didn't really give us a full facial reaction from them to see whether one of them was like into it, really into it or not. 
So I hope that maybe they touch on that down the road. I'm still, I still am rooting for Sh- uh, Shinji and Ray. That way, he can end up dating his own mom. <laughs> Just for the fuckery. Yeah, of that. you'd like that. Wouldn't I would you? like that. I want that really bad. <laughs> well, so after the world's most awkward kiss, cuts back to the bar. Misato comes back. Uh, from the powder room, yeah, if with you her will. high heels on. Yeah, with her high heels on, and Kanji is very honed in on that. He is. He's, he's like, like damn. He's she like, has she, changed. She's like, he's like, she is wearing high heels. <laughs> mm. Nice. And pretty much Ritsuko goes, yeah, like we're we're not in college anymore. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah we are. And then this pretty much leads to you know, Ritsuko bailing. And then Masato and Kaji are walking home. Uh, granted, Masato isn't walking to begin with. She's getting carried on Kaji's back. And pretty much from that point, there's a moment where she goes, all right, let me down. Like, let me walk. Let me walk. And right. then they start walking, and Masato just kind of starts letting it all out. She's like, "It." I, I wish I would have written down more, like, quotes. Um, but... Pretty much, she's just kind of admitting that, you know, I, like, I can't believe I hated my dad, and then I ended up dating someone like you who is exactly like my dad. Yes. She's like, I feel like I just joined Nerve because I wanted to beat the Angels, and now I don't really know what we're doing anymore. Like, you know, I look at Shinji and Gendo, and I see myself and my dad where, like, I can't hate him, but I should hate him. Uh, you know, and I hate myself, and it just right. she 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 starts down this rabbit hole of self hate. Yeah, where like the point that she's trying to get at is like, look at like me and you, like here, like you know, I left you for this, this, and this reason, and like, but I didn't really mean those. I just did it because like I'm weak. Yeah, and like here I am again. I'm back to you. Like I'm just, I just am mentally weak and emotionally weak and blah 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 and he throughout it is kind of like no yeah like stop yeah you don't need to do this kaji's like no you're not like you're not weak you know cut it out you know you're wrong that's not true and then she just kind of keeps getting more and more like just kind of throwing it all out there and then he kisses her to like yeah get her to shut up but also i think it was out of like you're none of those things you say you are. Yeah, I agree. Because I think he views her as someone that is, you know, not deserving of that self-loathing that she's inflicting on right. herself. But I, uh, I think that that scene does serve to show you weakness in her as well. Because not that not that that makes you weak. Not that those emotions no. make you weak. But compared to what we've seen of her through the whole show. Yeah. That, in comparison, is a moment of weakness for her. Because yeah. she really, she's been, for the whole time with Kaji, she's been very like, uh, no, we're not getting back together. Yep. No, I think you're gross. You know, blah, you know, there's all a, reason A through Z of why they wouldn't work together. Yeah. And why she's better for it that they broke up. And now here she's, you know, in his arms on the middle of the road, drunk. and. But, but I think that Kaji was... Very much, I don't know if I would say he was kissing her to like shut her up, but I think that he has genuine feelings for her. But I think that the duality of him being a double agent maybe gets in the way of that. But we've, we've all been there, we've all been there. But, but I do think that him saying those things of like, no, you're not, you know, don't say yeah. that about yourself, 
you're wrong, you know, are I, very true. I agree. There's There was a lot of genuine... There was a lot of genuine feelings from Kaji, which was a little bit out of character for him in that moment. Well, because even then, when he takes Masato back to the apartment, uh, you know, he, he walks her in, like, helps her make sure <laughs> she's okay, uh, and then, you know, next thing you know, she's laying in bed, just, like, face down, passed yeah. out, um, and as he's leaving, like, you can tell he, he, like, keeps up his, like, facade in front of Asuka and Shinji, yeah. and then... Asuka's trying to get him to stay the night. Yeah, Asuka's like, hey, big guy, yeah. why don't you crash here? But as she goes in for that follow-up, Kaji's like, no, I, I I, can't do this tonight. You know, like, I, I have to go. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, you know, take take care of her, okay? Yeah. You know, make, make sure she's all right. And as he, as he walks away, he kind of, like, you know, rubs his head in like a, oh, fuck. You know? Yeah. Because I think that a lot of what she said, Masato, impacted him in kind of a way where he was just like, this is all fucked. Yeah. There's there's some layers to this shit and yeah. it's fucked up. Kind of yeah. like he didn't he didn't intend or expect the emotional baggage that would come with this assignment that he got. Yeah. Well, and so then it cuts from that to Ray in a test tube hooked up to a giant machine and Gendo just standing there. And then Ray opens her eyes and they're just kind of like smiling. And it, you know, I mean I I know what's up, but I mean like what? I don't even remember that. You don't remember any of that? Where, like, Ray's just in a test tube and Gendo's like, hmm, yes. But then... I... I must have written something down. Yeah. And then looked back up and it was on the scene with the with Masato and it, it is a, It's a quick scene because it just goes through, shows Ray, cuts to Gendo, cuts to Ray again, they're smiling... Then, Holy fuck! Yeah, and then Kaji's like, <laughs> "Gonna just slide right in," and Masato pulls a gun on him, and is like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, little bitch! <laughs> I knew you were lying this whole damn time." And he goes, "Were you?" And she goes, "Yes, I, I did. I launched an investigation on you because I, I was really suspicious." And he goes, "Hmm, you want to know what else is suspicious?" What's behind the door? And he, like, slides the car. Right. That you're not hungover. Yeah. Well, he slides the car and it opens. And what else is behind it other than... Shinji's mom. <laughs> no. Adam. Adam. No Eve. Just Adam. This, this moment for me was where the floodgates absolutely opened on this show. Yeah. Because they have been fucking teasing... For the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. And this scene happens, and it's like, oh, hell yeah. They oh, actually yeah. have a lot a lot of shit to cover here by the end of this show. Well, and, and at the end of that episode, um, Misada goes, what is the, like, the starter of the second impact doing here? That's the first right. angel. Yes, we learned that. And Masato just, like, immediately is kind of going, what are we doing? Like, what is going on at Nerve? And so, now Kaji essentially has an ally in Masato. Because he's basically like, Ritsuko and Gendo are, they're up to no good. And, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, he has an ally against his, 
I think what would have been his choice. I mean, maybe it was his plan to get Masato on his side slowly, but <clears throat> maybe. But there, I... let's talk just a little bit about that scene. So yeah, in in the Netflix version, when it opens the doors, she says, like basically, "Oh my God, it's an Ava." She says that. She says that. And I remember what thinking to myself. That makes no sense to me at the moment. That's an interesting script change. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, so I, I have no idea what that means. Damn. I also am thinking about, like, Adam. So, like, the last time I saw Adam, quote-unquote, I guess, was he looked like a fucking embryo. So I'm curious if they've been growing that underneath Nerve this whole time. And that's well, what they're asking Gendo for his progress on. Is did how you is notice this... what was stuck right into the middle of Adam? A spear? Well, yeah. Could that potentially be the longitudinal diddlow that it we've is. all been looking for? And do you notice that it has a weird spiral to it? Just like in Dark Souls 3? No. Just like when Rey was wringing out the towel. Oh, for fuck's sake. Really? I mean, think about it. I think I was so... God, I think why, I was so why, busy writing shit. Why else would Ray in the elevator have a moment where she cuts back to the thought of wringing out a towel, thinking of Gendo, when just two episodes ago she was walking the spear down to the lower level. Oh, and, man. Fuck. This, you know, this show's coming together, Fernie. <laughs> yeah. Good lord. And then sure enough, the thing that is just thrust right in the middle of Adam... As he's nailed to a cross. He's nailed to a cross. There's a lot of fun symbolism there. Like, other than, what other than the spear? Mm. That is very interesting that yeah. they changed the script to say, it's an Ava. What? Are you sure they said Ava? 100%. I watched it twice. Okay. And I missed the coiled sword every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, I, I won't, I won't comment further, but... That's a very interesting script change because I guess you could go either way. Um, it just well for me it didn't make sense because I I have a mental separation at least at this point and I don't know if I don't know if what'll happen later but at the moment for me there is a distinct difference between angels and Ava's because and that's what the show wants you to think obviously because they are the combatants right mm -hmm. it's the it's the pilots in the Ava against the angel. And I guess I know that there is some, I know that the angels aren't all bad. I've known that for pretty much the entirety of the show. Yeah. That something's flip-flopped here. But to see, when she called Adam that, I was really confused what the fuck I was looking at. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes me curious about the Ava units that they have, that they're using. And how the hell they got those. And, you know, if the reason that they're so busy trying to capture these, uh, like when they were in the Magma episode and they were trying to capture that, mm -hmm. that small one, if they were attempting to create another Ava unit or it's just this, you know, nervous fucking diabolical. I have no idea what the hell's going on down in that. It's like fucking, uh, what is the Resident Evil, uh, uh, corporation? Oh, Umbrella Corp. Umbrella Corp. Yeah. Uh, Nerve is the new Umbrella Corp. Similar vibes. Yeah. Very similar vibes. It's starting to be that way. I, I also wanted to call note to the fact that 
during that scene where Masato and Kaji are out on the street talking and Masato's having that moment, yeah. in the background, uh, the song Fly Me to the Moon is playing. Which is your credit song. Yeah, but it was it was like a arrangement done with no vocals and was just playing in the background of that scene, and I loved it. I, I made a note to make mention of it earlier, but I, I love when they do that. They played... They played so without the vocals. Is that the Netflix? Yeah, version? they they didn't play the the one that plays the ending where it's like fly me to the moon. It was just like the more like orchestral backing of it, but it was very faint. It was just like backing music. I'm curious because I noticed that as well. But my I have no connection to the fly me to the moon thing because my the Netflix version <laughs> plays a completely different end credits. But whatever it was, they played the end credits. For the Netflix version underneath that scene. Interesting. Speaking of end credits, uh, we have some stuff to talk about about episode 16's end credits. Did you? Are we on 16 yet? Well, no, I'm just saying that made me think about it. I I made sure I took specific notes, and I'm curious if you caught any of what happened. No, was there like a post-credit scene or something? No, no, they go to Acapulco Bay with Frank Sinatra. Um... No, I was like, wow, subtle. The Netflix version didn't do anything, so... Uh, But I don't remember anything at the end of 16 that made me... (laughs) Oh, then we have lots to talk about. But before we do, quick, do the whole episode. (laughs) Give me your your rating of episode 15. Um, 15, you know, it's fun because they basically, they, they set up the story of four characters and or three characters and what they're going to do today. They really kind of capitalize on what they did in those early episodes yeah. where there's a lot of different stuff and then they kind and of converge. And they mesh it all together and they give you a banging ending. Um, I'm going to give this one an 8 out of 10. And I would normally go lower. I would mm. normally maybe go 7, 7.5. But I think, in thinking about it now, I think there's enough meat on the bone at the end of the episode to make it worthwhile. Yeah. And I think ha- having us do a double episode, having seen 16, I think that 15 really does a good job at setting up 16 and really meshing well. So I think on the surface, 15 is kind of a lot of random stuff. And then like all of a sudden an important thing. Yeah. But when you look at the, you know, the story of the whole show and, and the tapestry that it's creating, this one makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to give it an eight out of 10, just a good episode. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10 uh because they make mention of masato in a tight orange dress and that's enough and i'm kind of like you know what it starts at an eight once that happens jokes aside i i do give it an 8.5 though because i think that monologue is very great that happens between her and kaji yeah and I, i don't know if monologue is the right word but it kind of is essentially her just spilling her guts she's opening up and and doing so in a way that like hasn't been one just of character for her yeah but also two just really solidifies like that shared ground she has with shinji now yeah um especially in terms of like relationships with your father i agree i agree wholeheartedly on that rating so jumping into episode 16 yeah uh Right off the bat, uh, they are in Masato's apartment. The gang's hanging out. Shinji's, yeah. you know, wearing an apron and cooking while Masato throws a beer back. This is like the third or fourth time that an episode has had like a scene near the beginning of just like a, 
like a breakfast time yeah. or like a lunchtime hang out with the crew on an off day kind of thing. Totally. And they they have like the same music they always play. Yep. Pen Pen always has a scene. <laughs> a little cameo. This is like the, you know, blood pressure goes down when you're watching it type of scene. And I really like all of these so far. Yeah, so pretty much in this like breakfast time scene, Asuka like shrieks and she goes, ah, it's too hot. And is complaining about the water. Right. And Shinji goes... Sorry. And Asuka goes, why do you apologize for everything? It's not your fault the water's too hot. God, you do this all the time. You don't right. need to say sorry. And I, I really resonate with Shinji. I'm a habitual apologizer. Yeah. And even my girlfriend sometimes is like, you don't, it, you don't need to say sorry. It's not your fault. You know, and I'm like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, and she'll just be like, that's stop. Don't do that. Well, yeah, but... And then, you know, Masato kind of classically sticks up for him. And then and then Asuka rips her for sticking up for him. Yeah, she's like, you're too soft on him. You know, you need to, you're supposed to be in charge. And just kind of rattles on and on and on. Right. Uh, it's funny. It's when, when, Masa- when Asuka and Shinji are kind of fighting, Masato kind of has this, like, look of just, like, Oh, existing God. while these two are fighting <laughs> and then when again. yes exactly and then when asuka and masato are kind of fighting shinji has the same exact facial expression <laughs> and it just gives you the idea that this is just what is common in this house yeah constantly it's just asuka picking fights with everybody <laughs> yeah well it wouldn't be a traditional start to a morning scene you know group hang kind of thing uh, if we didn't then immediately see a scene of them going under testing with Ritsuko. <laughs> I know. Uh, this time, though, uh, Shinji comes out on top because he let me, has... Let me ask you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he actually... Why don't you ask me about that? <laughs> right off the rip here, Fernie, I want to ask you a question. Go and ask me about that. Does he actually test Absolutely. first? Yeah. Or does she just tell him that? No, Ritsuko is the one that calls it out because she goes... Wow, you know, Shinji is particularly, like, he's at the, you know, 100% threshold, and he's been holding it for a while, and Misato goes, yeah, I should let him know about that. I think he'll really appreciate that. Yeah. So she does, and Shinji's like, oh, wow, like, yes, like, gets really psyched about it, which is more emotion than he's ever really shown in the past about things of that nature, and then Asuka flips out. She's like, oh, well, he's just the best, huh? And he gets 100%. And he's just so good. And then yeah. and then Masato's like, okay, that's enough, Asuka. Like, fucking pump the brakes, bitch. Yeah. But that continues then, because after they wrap up uh, the testing, um, Ray and Oscar are getting yeah. changed in the locker room. Like in the girls' locker room, yeah. And Oscar like, punches the locker and just goes, so stupid. If he's the best first child, then why doesn't he do all the fighting? Why doesn't he do everything? And then Ray goes, I'm going to leave now. Yeah, she, Asuka's just been, like, pouring her heart out, bitching about Shinji, thinking that she might have, like, a, a <laughs> common enemy with him yeah. behind her. Meanwhile, Ray just packs her shit up and is walking out and is at the door like, See ya. I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. In, in her, see ya in her Ray language. Goodbye. She's like, bitch. And then just like runs. Yeah. <laughs> but pretty much immediately following that, uh, you get a scene of Tokyo 3 and out from under this car is like a little shadow that moves. And next <laughs> yeah. thing you know. I wrote, oil spill angel. 
<laughs> Turns out, this I I'll tell what I named this angel later, but pretty much it just takes the form of this giant ball, and it just shows up. So all of Nerve is like, "How did we not see this coming?" And they're like, "I don't know. It's just here." Yeah. And so all the Avas get you know sent out. Uh, yeah, they mentioned that it doesn't have an AT field. Yes. And so that's why it was tough for them. Like, that's why it didn't pick up on their sensors. and. Yeah, but once it manifested into the ball, it was like, oh, okay, there it is. Uh, Well, so then, you know, Masato's like, get the Ava pilots out there, you know, we gotta kill this thing. So the three of them are out there, and Shinji is still really riding this high of, like, I was the best. You know, I, I was at the top of my... My resonance, like I, you know, he just—I don't think has ever gotten. He had like one moment of validation like this when all the girls in the class first found out he was an Ava pilot. Yeah, and since then he has gone through the absolute fucking ringer. His dad said good job to him once, and otherwise this is like the third moment of bliss he's had. Yeah. since since the show starts. So they're in the Ava units, and yes. and Shinji's like, "All right, what do we do?" And then Oscar goes. Well, it shouldn't the number one guy do all the fighting and tell us what to do? And just... And right. and Ritsuko even makes a comment where she goes, Okay, Masato. And Masato's like, I'm going to punish her later. That is... Yeah. You know, okay, guys. Let's, you know, let's just kill the damn thing. So Shinji goes, Okay, fine. I'll take point. And instructs Rei and Asuka to get in position. And he's like, Are you guys in position yet? And Asuka's like, No. How, how fucking fast does he expect us to move in these things? Right. And it's, sure enough, Shinji kind of like has this look where he's like, should I do it? I think I'm going to do it. Yeah. And like, then he goes, fuck it, I'll do it. And then just, bah, 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 <laughs> just unloads, which yeah. does not go well. It's, it's funny, uh, just before you get to kind of the meat of the angel fight. Yeah. If you imagine the scenario where Asuka takes the lead and Shinji and Rei took forever to get to her, it, the same thing would have happened. Same thing would have happened. She would have been bitching up a storm of how long it took them to get to her. Well, and that, that, and that, that would be the reason why she got sunk into the shadow. Yeah, you know? well, and then leading up to that too, when she's talking shit to Shinji, like, shouldn't the number one guy do it? And he goes, yeah, maybe the number one should, idiot. Right. <laughs> like, right. He, he, he kind of snaps I, back at her I, and I'm I like... Know. My man! Masato sort of has to, like... She's okay, like, guys, grow the fuck up. Yeah, she's like, that's enough. Like, right. shut up. You're embarrassing me now. <laughs> and, and But, so pretty much, Shinji turns around the corner and is like, Gata needs his gap. And then the angel disappears, like the giant orb he was shooting at. And then he looks down, and this shadow is now just, like, pulling him down. Yeah. And he has, like, a full breakdown. He's like... No, 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 like, help, Masato, Asuka, Ray, like, somebody help me. And it, but it gets really exacerbated. Like, he is scared. Yeah, we see Shinji a couple times in this episode. It's almost like, you know, we've seen him scared to death before. Yeah. But he really didn't have much to live for. Yeah. Now he's sort of like you mentioned in episode four, whatever, he's kind of got this home. He's got, like, some good buddies. He's got these other pilots that even if they argue they are like his colleagues he's got masato who he truly cares about yeah and he's starting to patch things up with his dad in the last episode so now all of a sudden we have a shinji that has a lot to lose getting pulled to his seemingly to his death yeah and so i think that you see some 
true fear. Fear. Yeah, because prior to that, he was like, I don't care if I die. I know. He kind of went through like a full depression here. Yeah. Well, and so he gets sucked in, and Masato is like, someone like get in there and get him back, and Asuka tries to, but then the shadow gets under her, yep. and she scales a building using her axe as like a foothold, and right, Dude, she's her like, axe is bad. Ass. Yeah. When I saw that she had that that freaking battle axe, it's like hell Dope yeah. Dope as hell. Well, and she just like slings it into the side of a building and like crawls up it and then looks out. And this mass is just swallowing everything. And she goes, oh my god. Like, everything is sinking. It's just, um, I really liked that. That I know that we're honing in on that axe for, for like a long time. But it's so in character for her to be able to mentally think in a moment like that. Okay, if I slam my axe in the building, I can use that as a foothold. And use that to get, you know. Like, her brain, she's so well trained with the Ava. You know, clearly from the beginning, she was more well-trained than, like, a Ray or a Shinji. Yeah. Like, she's more in sync with her unit. She was able to just quickly, from her training, think, okay, I, this is what I gotta do. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Like, it's all in character. Yeah. And I like that, you know, in these battle situations, it's not just basic action. It's actually, like, legitimate character-driven action. Yeah. Like, there's there's a smarts to it. And, like, yeah. Ray running support... I mean, she fires a sniper bullet, but she's, dude, when she, she's like again, in position. When I saw that big ass sniper, I'm like, dude, this show is it's, badass. It's so dope. When it wants to be, this show is fire. Yeah. Wait. Uh, hold on. <laughs> I mean, on oh, like run that one by me again, buddy. <laughs> I mean, on like a a visual, uh, an exclusively aesthetic mm-hmm. action level. Yeah. Because this show is fire from an emotional level as well. Yes. But. I feel like it's so easy to get lost in the character moments in the show. Yeah. Hear me out. Yeah, no, I'm It's I'm easy just to get lost you. in the like the lore of Nerve and Japan and the characters. You kind of forget it's a mech show. You forget there's these badass mech sequences. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think that that's really telling of how well the show characterizes its like cast but also focuses on the non-mech stuff. Yeah. But then when the mech stuff happens, like you say, it's just like... Yo, this is dope as hell. Like I, I love it. The guys at Bungie watched this and they were like, okay, Chief's main weapons, he's going to have sniper rifle, <laughs> magnum, and grab hammer. And knife. And hot knife. Hot knife. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a very cool scene. And it also is cool, too, because Asuka, who, while was shit-talking Shinji, I, like wants to save him. Oh, yeah. Well, because she wants credit. But she wants I, to save the, but I the do think that, second children. That, but beneath that layer, though, he he saved her. Yeah. Like so, I, I do think there's a part of that. And Ray too, when she drops that shot at the angel, is like, also I think frantically just trying to help. Hey, uh, Asuka and Shinji shared a kiss, Fernie. Yeah. There could be something deeper there. There's a romantic involvement. There is. But Shinji wants his mommy. His mommy's with him, but he just doesn't know her. Oh, shit. Well, so pretty much uh, after that, it cuts back to, like, Nerve headquarters. Ritsuko is like, yeah, I'm going to be completely straight with you here. We do not know how to kill this thing. And Masada goes, well, we've got to get Shinji back. Like, we can get him back, right? And Ritsuko goes, I don't know. Like, we, we do not know what to do. 
And right. and then Oscar goes, well, just send us in there. Like we'll kill it. And Ray, with the thousand yard stare, drops this line. She goes, I wonder, do you pilot an Ava for the praise of others? And then just turns and walks away. And Oscar's yeah. like, well. And, like, starts to get heated up, and Masato goes, that's enough. Yeah, she, like, confronts Asuka for the first time, because she's been, like, sitting by while yeah. Asuka talks mad shit about Rey. Mm-hmm. She confronted the bitch, owned her. Yeah, because, frankly, Rey could easily go, Shinji pilots his Ava to protect us, and others, and everyone. Why right. do you do it? And then, I mean, Asuka could go, well, then why do you? And Rey goes, it's my duty I to Gendo. Uh, yeah, I am the mountains. And yeah. the blue mist right. of a Baja blast out of the dispenser. Yes. But, yeah, it was really great seeing Ray just go, I wonder. It was refreshing, wasn't it? It was really good. <laughs> just like a Baja blast. Yeah, well, so then, it, this, okay, so episode 16 is one of my favorites. And I think it pretty much is purely because uh, this next stretch of, like, episode is very distressing to watch at least for me i like the first time i watched it i was kind of like "Eh, whatever but it was on like my my additional watches that i was just kind of like uh you know this is a little difficult to watch uh and it's when shinji is essentially having just like a pure distress moment he is like frantically trying to figure out like how to get out like what do i do you know i need help you know is anyone going to save me and he starts like calling out to uh everyone but this is after essentially so it cuts to shinji he's in this pod or he's in the plug i should say and he's like well it's been 12 hours since i've been here the life support system will probably go out in about four to five hours yeah there's something about how it won't let him eject yeah, well, uh, they, well but can, then, they can't eject him, and either can he. And he, but then he, he like smells the LCL, and he goes, "It smells like blood." And then he kind of goes into a frenzy where he starts frantically trying to open the eject pod, and he starts like punching it, and yeah. just that's just really tough to watch because I don't know, maybe it's just me. I hate that that feeling of like being in an inescapable the claustrophobia. Yeah, but then having that exacerbated by just like. You're in an angel. You don't even know what you're in. You just know you can't get out. I know. And you know you're probably... This is probably the last thing you'll ever see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I named this angel... I think it's its real name is like Leliel. Leliel. Dude, the, the, the clips episode started giving me names of angels. And I was like, what? I'm sorry, what? You mean it's not Rhombus on an axis? <laughs> you mean it's not the twins? <laughs> but this one... I just call math equation because math that's, equation. that's essentially what it is because Ritsuko has this whiteboard and she's like, mm, yeah, so uh, it's it's basically on another plane of existence and the ball isn't the angel, it's the shadow. Right. The shadow is the, the angel. So to kill it, we are going to drop every... AT mine that we have. <laughs> it's such a dumb plan, it's, honestly. It's a it's a Misato level esque plan, but it sounds so stupid coming from Ritsuko, because yes. frankly she should be the one that 
is able to figure out something not that. No, Ritsuko's a dumb shit. Yeah. Masato's plan would have been better. Masato's plan would have been like, okay, it's a shadow. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna build the world's biggest magnifying glass, and we're gonna take the sun. <laughs> we're gonna move the sun. We're, we're gonna, gonna <laughs> we're going to turn the sun into a laser. Exactly. We're gonna we're gonna make the earth so bright in that spot that there is no more shadow. <laughs> and Shinji will be right there. Well, so I realize I jumped ahead, but Shinji's distress comes after basically Ritsuko explains what this thing is. Like the the angel and how it manifests. Mm -hmm. After Shinji has that moment, Ritsuko then tells Masato one on one, like, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do. Um, we're gonna drop all these mines in because, yeah. frankly, our number one priority is getting that Ava out. No matter what, like dead pilot, dead or alive." And Masato yes. goes, "What about Shinji?" Right. And she goes, "We cannot guarantee that he's even gonna be alive by then." And this back and forth continues, then Masato just slaps her and goes like this this isn't like you. Right. Since when basically like since when does human life matter less than Yeah. Like what what is so special about the Ava? And also just like what is Nerve doing if not to protect humanity? Yeah. It's almost like that that was a shifting moment for her where now she realized that she's you know, like Ka Ka Kaji was sort of right. Well, not sorta. I I think Misato kind of pushes Ritsuko to that point to kind of confirm for herself. Yeah, to see. Yeah. Hey, is this person who I view as like my really close confidant and friend, someone who you know is actually like doing this shady stuff? Yeah. Sure enough. Yeah. Well, and so then, okay, so then it moves into my favorite part of the episode, and. Uh, I call it the the shades of Shinji. God damn it! Um, <laughs> I love that. And basically, the the way it breaks down is, you know, Shinji is just kind of there, and he's he's having this like, you know, mental like psychological breakdown. And then another voice comes, and it's like a a pitched down version of Shinji's voice. It's like a yeah, it's like a totally <laughs> calm talking yeah. version of Shinji. And he's they, like, they Hello. started playing the same music that they played during Ray's like poem kind of yes. breakdown and I was just sitting in bed watching this like oh come the fuck on are we really going there with this yeah and we were yeah well <laughs> and so then basically it breaks down into you know I am uh I'm you Shinji I'm yeah. I'm another version of you yeah uh I'm the version of you that that Gendo sees. I'm the version of you that Misato sees, that yeah. Asuka sees, that Rei sees. Goes through all of these these people, and basically, in this dialogue, uh, Shinji is kind of like, well, I, you know, I, I just want to be, you know, like I don't want to be hated by everyone. Uh, I I wrote it down. Basically, Shinji goes, I'm afraid of being hated, and then the other calm Shinji goes, you're afraid of being hurt. And so that's why Shinji, there's so many versions of Shinji that are different from who he truly is because he's trying to fit the mold of what everyone else or what he thinks everyone else wants him to be. Yeah. And I, I really, I'm not going to say I resonate with that because I too try to match others. But I think speaking on it for, for a more broad approach, I think everyone... You know, like, there's that joke, like, okay, I'm different around this group of friends than I am around this group. And if they ever met, they'd probably see a different person. Sure. You know? But 
I think it's it's really impactful just this idea that throughout the show Shinji has really grown accustomed and kind of sought out you know approval from his dad he wants to protect Rei, Asuka, and Masato he wants to save the world you know he wants yeah. to be all of these things for other people but this calm voice of Shinji is like you should be you yeah I mean pretty much the voice is saying hey you are really beating yourself up over trying to be everything that you're not for other people. What if you just tried being yourself? Yeah. Well, and the the conversation goes on, and then Shinji goes, "I, I can't, I can't." And yeah. then the the calm voice goes, "You're running away again." Yeah. He. Yeah. So there's there's kind of this motif at the beginning where Asuka mentions that. You always apologize. Like, yeah. why do you do that? Like, you have nothing. You don't need to be sorry. Exactly. Because the water's too hot. Right. But the, the Shinji always runs away from what's difficult and just says, "Sorry, uh, like I'll, I'll work. I'll, I'll work on it." Yeah. I'll, yeah. Like, I'll, no, no, that's okay. I won't voice my opinion. You know. Right. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll be, I'll be what you need me to be. Um, then, as as this like series progresses, Shinji is then it cuts to him sitting in the train car and he's looking at like a younger version of himself. Yeah. And and this is kind of where the the psychological breakdown happens, because. He's pretty much having a moment where he is like having to confront this idea that he has somewhat stunted himself mentally, like in terms of growth, due to, you know, losing his mom and, you know, being detached from his dad. Yeah. And as a result, he's kind of developed these habits that are not favorable, but he doesn't really know what else to do. So he clings to whatever, you know, gives him that sense of belonging. Well, he has, he clearly didn't really allow himself to heal properly yeah. from any of that. And because he's kept that in for so long, now it's like he himself, his internal self, is making him, is bringing all that negativity up to the surface and saying, let's deal with this now. Yeah. And Shinji is like, dude, the last thing I want to deal with right now is this. Yeah. I just want to like live. Yeah. And it's like, or if anything, I'd rather just die and never have to worry. <laughs> yeah. And never have to worry about it. And that's why like the, you're running away again. Right. But that's not going to happen. No. Well, and so pretty much that conversation continues and Shinji kind of just starts getting more and more like frustrated just about this constant, like, you know, assault on, him from himself basically saying like hey man you know you're clinging you're holding on to a lot of stuff and you should maybe just try and let go yeah and right as shinji is just kind of about to like give up he feels the embrace of like a hand on him and it's his i i mean for me i i <laughs> like i would say it's the embrace of his mom it's 100 percent his mom yeah i think they i think they might even they, they it's do, pretty they, obvious. They, they they don't confirm it there, but yeah. I mean, it's it's his mom, and his mom is essentially the one that saves him. And in this moment of just like sweet embrace, like I I just it really sticks out to me, like kind of the surprise on Shinji's face when he's like, "Wait, what?" But it's right. it's very like brief uh, and kind of short lived a little bit. But he then starts to like have a brief break in the moment that he's re you know repressed all these thoughts and feelings about his mom or whatever and then he sees this like flashback of him as a kid and 
His mom's face is all like scratched out and blurry and like I also I can't remember if it's this episode or the last episode where they hint at the fact that Gendo was a suspect for his mom being killed. Yeah. Was that in this scene or was that in the I I think it was in in one of the like past it it might have been in the graveyard i'm not sure i don't mean to derail us on this but no you're good that's an interesting yeah footnote right yeah well and and that was the other thing too like you know shinji doesn't have many memories of his mom like there's there's no photos physical evidence of his mom gendo makes like a comment of like yeah you know she's she's right here in my heart and and that was the other thing too he was like we don't even have like a real grave to mourn her at Right. Like, like, we didn't find the body. And the craziest thing is that the only person that reminds Shinji of his mom, uh, Gendo has in a test tube in the last episode. So, just once again, I mean... Really, for all my theory... Really fucking crazy, but... All my theory thinkers out there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I just... That whole breakdown is very, like, very much Hideki Anno, uh, or Hideaki Anno, I don't want to mispronounce, but... I mean, like... I know I mentioned in like episode one, this, this show is a lot of things. And on the one hand, you know, Ano wanted to make a show that would like kind of revitalize otakus and like make people excited about anime, but it was also really depressed. And so through this creative medium, I think a lot of the themes and ideas he himself was navigating, uh, very much rear their head, but because it's so real, I guess, like coming from him. It's also really relatable. I mean, yeah. I don't think you could find a single person out there that's like, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm a lot of different things to a lot of different people, and when I'm around those people, I myself am different. Sure. You know, but questioning the idea of like, it's okay to be a different person. You know, you're not gonna be the same person to everyone, but is who you are pretending to be. Or wanting to be to fit the mold of others good for yourself. Like your own sense of self. Yeah. And I just, I love it. I think it's really powerful and just great. So, let's talk about what happens next. Because I have questions relating to that yeah. sequence after we talk about what happens next. Yeah, so pretty much, uh, Shinji gets embraced by his mom. He has that flashback where her face is all like blurred out. Like kind of, it looks like someone took chalk. And kind of just went over her face a little bit in, in, in her body. Yeah. But pretty much, Asuka and Ray and all of Nerve are in position to drop all of these NT or AT mines. Is it NT mines? NT. Yeah, NT mines on the angel. But then all of a sudden, from the shadow, you see this rippling of red. And it's like the ground is being broken, but the ground isn't. It's this, this being or the shadow that was like absorbing Shinji. And out from the middle comes Ava 1, just in full berserk mode. In the same way we saw it happen in episode 2, where Shinji is obviously asleep at the wheel. So whatever this Ava is, is very much like in full control. This was savage. This was visually amazing. I love the contrast of the black and red. Yeah. And just like the the shots where it's like breaking out of the shadow. Yeah, it, it shrouded it in mystery just enough because until the end of the episode, I really didn't fully put together that that this was Ava One. Yeah, because it, it could you know it, it could have been first, anything. It looks like the emergence of like the true enemy here. Yeah, or like a new angel. 
Well, and it's cool too because it cuts to the nerve center, and Masada goes, "What is what's happening?" Right. And all of the crew are like, "We have never seen this before. We don't know what's going on." And Misato looks at Ritsuko and goes, "What is an Ava?" Right. What is that? Crazy that they would have never had that conversation. Yeah, until and now, and but... Ritsuko goes, I, "I don't know. I've never seen this." And she's and then like as she sees Ava one just burst out of the angel and yell like this violent guttural yell like kind of cheering defeat or you know cheering because it just obliterated this angel because it survived yeah ritsuko goes what have we made like what have yeah. this oh god that scene after ava one bursts out of the bubble drops like, to the ground and the like the ground rises up around it and, and it's, it's just, just like the black blood. and red <laughs> Ooh, that is dude, dope as hell. It's fire. I also I love that they're all just like, dude, Shinji's cockiness got him fucked up on this one, and then here <laughs> Ava Unit One comes busted out of them. Not just like out of the ground, but through the fucking like, because what I think happened was it started breaking out of the shadow, so the shadow moved to surround the ball yeah. to like contain it. Yes. And then and then Ava One was like. Bitch, you thought. <laughs> Very good. That was a recreation. I think one to one. I called this angel uh, after the oil spill angel. Oh, uh, I, see, I, I, I called it the vertigo sphere. <laughs> I'm just going to call it quick mops. Quick mops. <laughs> Wait, what did you actually? Uh, math equation. Math equation angel. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, but just a amazing scene because you watch Ritsuko essentially kind of like freak out a little bit because even she someone who is now confirmed to have a lot more of an operating understanding of what nerve is really doing is like oh my god what have we made like yeah. what is this and then Misato was just like you dumb bitch like what have you done you right. know you guys have dabbled in some weird shit and it's just and then it ends. Oh, also, Gendo was gone. Gendo was gone. Again. Makes you think. That's like dude. three quarters of them he's not there. That's like 75 cents. Yeah. Although when he has been there, he pretty much saved the day. Uh, well, he, well, he actually performed work in one of them. Yes. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> but yeah, just kind of a bombastic end yeah. to a very detailed and like kind of a psychological mind fuck of an episode i gotta admit it was cathartic to to have shinji get some like mental healing yeah and to have the ava unit break out it I, was kind of like a lot of pressure was released there how do you feel about the theory that ava one is his mom <laughs> i've never heard that theory but is that a true theory that some people have? That's my working theory is that Ava One is Shinji's mom. Having seen the show's finale, uh, my new theory is... No, no. This is a theory I've always had, and I'm putting the theory out there. Just because of the... Well, let's talk about that. I mean, Shinji's mom... Twice now. Basically, res... Basically... In, this, in this one, his mom rescues him. Do you think that mentally, Shinji in the unit, that baggage being lifted from him mentally provided some sort of insane sink rate that allowed the Ava to break free? Or do you think that it's purely the... Potentially. I, I mean, it, you know, 
I because I'm with you. I don't I don't think that Shinji is conscious at all during that. No. Well, and and so I think I think of like Mama Bear. You know, like the maternal instincts to protect the children or whatever. Yeah. Or even like the Magi. Yeah. In in the two instances we've seen the Ava kind of go fucking berserk. Each time, I mean, it's not a coincidence that it's happened with, you know, Shinji being the pilot. Like, because he's the only one that can really pilot Ava 1. But, I don't know. This, this instance is obviously a little bit more like his mom fucking swooped up and saved him. And then the Ava just somehow berserked out of a fucking LCL other realm chamber. That's not a bad theory, because, I mean, the angel, or the, excuse me, the Ava does save him, like, right at the, in the first episode. Yeah. That, like, maybe maternal instinct. Yeah. It's not a bad theory, I'll give you that. Yeah, I will say, though, uh, seeing, once, like, that fight ends, it then cuts to Shinji, like, coming back to the surface, in that same hospital room. Yeah. From the, episode. The new ceiling. Episode like twelve. Oh no! Two. Not is it? Is it the same room? Yeah, the same room. room? Okay. Episode two, twelve, and or I don't know. I can't remember. I know exactly which one you're talking about. But um, yeah, it's the one. It's the one where he says, "God, I really hate this ceiling," yeah. or something like that. Um, but Masato's like crying and like holding him, and I think it's just really sweet because she's now I think foregone the I'm tough. Yeah, and Oscar goes thought you were gonna punish him when he got back yeah thought, yeah it, she says scold in the netflix oh yeah i and, thought you were gonna scold him and, and meanwhile oscar's like you can tell there's a little bit of her that's like kind of glad shinji's alive well but, yeah but she's like who is she gonna make fun of so i thought he was gonna get in trouble i mean without shinji uh oscar has no one to make fun of because ray essentially just intimidated the fuck out of Oscar. So yeah, that is true. Ray's like that's hey. not happening again. Ray's like, hey, bitch, I ain't gonna put up with no shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's over for Oscar as far as intimidation goes with Ray. Oh yeah. Well, so then, okay, so pretty much the the final line said is from Shinji. He sits up in the hospital bed. He like kind of chuckles after seeing Masato almost run into someone outside of the door. And then it stops, and he kind of goes like cold face, and he goes, "It still smells like blood." Uh, yeah, he smells. Uh, I forget. Yeah, he he smells himself. Uh, in the Netflix version, he smells himself. Yeah, and, and he same. says, uh, "Um, can't get the smell of blood off or something." And yeah, then, and then like goes back to sleep. For mine, for mine, he goes, "It still smells like blood." Yeah, and then falls asleep. But so the Oof. new, so the different ending I was talking about. In, okay. in my version, the ending doesn't play right away. Usually, the the screen will flash and it'll be like, "Fly me to the moon." I've unbelievable. And let me play. It, like, and it'll just start. However, in this in this instance, it was all the Japanese voice actors for Ray, uh, Misato, and Asuka, and they were all talking, saying different things. Uh, and then it stops and fades out and then the song kicks in but at like the point where it would be if it started normally because like so like it those three voice actors are saying their stuff in character and then it goes in other words take my hand or some 
Dude, I I can verify that that did not happen in mine. So here's here's the lines that are said. Do you love me? Hey, you want to kiss? Why don't you become one with me? Who are you? If you become one in mind and body, it's a very very comforting feeling. Pleasure, sky of reality, cruel strangers. Do you want me? Do you love me? And hmm. I I tried to find who says what. So if anyone out there is hearing this and I'm wrong, correct me. But do you love me is said by Masato. Hey, you want to kiss is said by Asuka. Yeah. Why don't you become one with me is said by Ray. Who are you is said by Masato. Uh, Ray says if you become one in mind and body, it's a very very comforting feeling. Yeah, Ray says, pleasure, sky of reality, cruel strangers. Masato goes, do you want me? Or sorry, Asuka goes, do you want me? Uh, Masato goes, do you love me? Mm. So Masato's trying to get a little bit of Shinji Kumani. No, 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 no. Masato's gonna hook up with a kid. <laughs> Plot twist! Man. Episode 16's a fucking trip, though. Yeah. I, lo- I love this episode so much. Yeah, what a good episode, right? <laughs> yeah. If it's so good, what would you rate it? I'd give it an 8.5. Damn, I'm giving it a 10. Good for you. Giving it a- I'm giving it a 10 because when I think of Neon Genesis a lot... Obviously, the whole idea of like Hideaki Anno and like navigating depression came after I watched it the first time, read up on it, watched it again with that framing. You know, it could be argued, well, if you didn't know that, would you have rated it that? Well, yeah. Maybe not, but I think even then, the more I watch it, this is like my, my third or fourth time seeing this episode. I still just get this like pit in my stomach when Shinji is freaking out in the pod yeah. and he's like, that was hard to watch. Yeah, it's tough to watch. In the same way, it's tough to watch him get pulled in. And then you see Asuka's face, and she's kind of panicked. Ray, you know, it doesn't show her, but Masato is, like, obviously very distressed. This episode has moments where it really makes you, the viewer, feel uncomfortable. Sure. But there's so much calm that happens when Shinji's having that conversation with himself about sense of self. And then yeah. he gets comforted by his mom, and then you just see this fucking dope ass moment where the Ava one pops the balloon that is the angel and I just I love it I think that episodes 15 and 16 are a couple of those episodes that on first watch are solid episodes yeah but once all the pieces have been put in place by the end of the show these will be kind of the beginning of the beginning of the like ultimate plots wrapping Absolutely. up, and I think that my, my rating for this will inevitably be higher on future watch. Well, but see that that's the thing though too, and I I, I want to reiterate this for those at home that are wondering about like the difference in in ratings. I mean, we could go back to episode four, and I think that just by and large, one reason I viewed it as a ten and Spencer viewed it, uh, what was it like a four? Is that what you gave? No, it? I think it was five? better than that. Maybe like a five or a six. Yeah, but. I, th- time, I thought you gave it a three. Well, I used to grade a lot higher. Yeah. And I think that at the time, that was significantly lower than... But I, I think, and, and Spencer, I think you even mentioned it that episode, I view these episodes with knowledge of having seen them before. So obviously, I can look at a moment like Shinji talking to his self, you know, or like his calm self, and I, you know, breaking down what it means to exist in other people's minds and, you know, whatnot. 
and operate with that knowing what happens later not to say that it's like some huge callback moment but obviously if you know how things play out certain moments re-watching them have a lot more of weight in 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 your viewing but like me no. giving it a 10 and spencer giving it an 8 isn't saying yeah spencer just did not like it but it's his first time viewing it well i mean the ratings don't really matter they don't but but, but I, I know for some people a number attached to a thing is like uh you just either killed my dog or you bought me a new puppy <laughs> well so, we've, we've pretty much universally generally liked every episode the clips episode got fairly we, poor ratings. We both we both panned that. But one. generally, this show's been really oh yeah consistent and solid. I think that if I, I was also to... just wanted to illustrate that there is a disparity just in the sense that you're watching oh, it for yeah. the first time and I've seen it before. That's all. Well, yeah, four is the perfect example of that because I would give four a good rating now because that episode really has big payoff later. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I'm just like, God, what a waste. Yeah. Uh, and for something that doesn't even really make much sense. But character-wise now, uh, that episode is strong. Absolutely. So yeah, don't read too much into the ratings. But, you know, I mean, we're still curious to hear what you would give it, new or old viewer alike. I guess, you know. Yeah, throw that in the comments. Yeah, like, I, I'm more so I'm just also saying, too, don't feel like you have to write a novella about defending... An episode or justifying a standpoint because you maybe thought the number we gave it wasn't what you would give it. If anything, write that about why you would give it the score that you yeah. either disagree with what we gave or what you would give it yourself. Yeah. So. Absolutely, dude. I mean, once again, you guys reach out to us on all kinds of platforms. I mean, Apple yeah. Podcast, five-star reviews, we'll read those on the show. YouTube, any comments on any of the videos, we're happy to respond to you yeah, guys. Yeah, shout out Daniel again. Yes, we're My happy man. to interact with you guys on that. And then same thing, you know, Facebook, um, you know, anything that's on our link tree yeah. uh, that, that you can comment on. We are thrilled to interact yeah, with you guys. Yeah, we love that. any kind of interaction you guys give, so we're all for it. But uh, thanks again for the, you know, the understanding of our bye week. You know, yeah. we're just, we're out of rotation until nfc championship starts so. <laughs> well it worked out for you guys because you know you would have had three episodes in three weeks and instead you get four in three weeks yeah and we skipped a week the math the math checks out the math checks out in guys. the same way that math angel you know math equation angel, math equation say, angel uh you know worked out in terms of getting its balls busted that that would be like a like funny alternate title Angel gets balls busted by Ava Unit 1. <laughs> yeah. Live. Bloody. <laughs> that could be the Facebook share. <laughs> Gone sexual. Gone sexual, yeah. But, yeah, thanks again for tuning in. Uh, yeah, I'm Michael. And I'm Spencer. And uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of Hero Babble. That was all improv. <laughs> Peace.